and Megan. And if you have your Bible, if you would, please take it with me. Let's hold up our Bible nice and high as we claim the Word of God. Are you ready? This is my Bible, God's Holy Word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light into my path. I will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. Amen and amen. This morning, if you have your Bible, I want you, if you would please, to turn to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about enough is enough. And I have a video that I'm going to play today, but I just want to speak like words of wisdom into your life. You are enough. You are enough. And even though you might feel that because of your upbringing, because of the verbal vocal, physical, mental, emotional abuse that you went through. Some have gone through some spiritual abuse. Some have been under leadership that have just, you know, made us feel a sense of uh, not inadequacy, not feeling enough, not feeling worthy. I'm here to tell you today that with Jesus Christ, all things are possible. You are enough, church. You are enough individual. You are enough wife. You are enough husband. You are enough son. You are enough daughter. You are enough. And stop the lies that the enemy has been filtering and pouring into your life telling you that you're not enough because you are. But the only way that you'll ever feel a sense of victory is telling yourself enough is enough. I have lived in this cesspool of misery. I have believed every lie that was told to me. I have believed every twisted thing that was ever said to me. And because of that bully, because of that individual, no matter what, you are enough. And I'm going to say, let it go. I love the song that says, Christ is enough. I will follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. The world is behind me, but the cross is before me. No turning back. No turning back. How many of you want to become closer to Jesus Christ today? We're here to grow in deeper, deeper knowledge, yet relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? We're in a race, a race of faith. A race that that keeps us, I believe, oftentimes exhausted, wore out, and not feeling enough. So say this with me. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Man, it sounded so awesome. Man, could you imagine had Eve done that with the serpent, with the enemy, with the deceptor of the Bible, and his name is Lucifer? If she'd have said, stop it. Enough is enough. I've had it. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm tired of the, of the temptation. I'm tired of the manipulation. I'm tired of the twisted things that you keep pouring in my head. Enough is enough. I was talking with Dolores out here by the pavilion, and we got into this deep conversation about where our world is at and what's going on. And it's kind of sparked where we're at today in this message. Where I believe that many of us do not understand that the enemy is after us to seek, kill, and destroy. His name is Satan. And I already knew that this morning, it it was amazing that we'd have some sound issues because the enemy already knew where I was headed with this message. Because I want to make a stronger community I want to encourage you to be a stronger church 
and stronger Christians. Christian means Christ-likeness. But in order to move forward in Christ, we have to let go of some things in our life that have kept us crippled from being as effective and successful as we should be. So today, if you've been asking yourself and questioning yourself, saying maybe I, I, I should have done this, or maybe I shouldn't have done this, or, you know, I just... I. It's exactly what they told me. I knew my dad was right or my mom was right. Well, that is a bunch of bull. If they're not pouring into your life and encouraging you to walk in Christ, walk in the Spirit, what kind of individual is that? You know, it's amazing the victories we win. We can win ten victories and remember the one defeat. People do it all the time. Yeah, I remember when I lost that back when we were, you know, I was in high school. And No, you won the championship. But why aren't we going back and remembering that one game? So maybe you fumbled the ball. Maybe you didn't catch the ball. Maybe you had that winning shot and it didn't go in. That's all right. I hope and pray that you can look back on that and say, well, enough was enough. I still was able to move forward, but we're so caught up in the strongholds of our past we can't be effective for Jesus Christ. So church, I am the cheerleader today. I'm here to cheer you on and to say you are enough. Listen closely. Sometimes rock bottom is the greatest gift because rock bottom it's the only time people change. If things are going okay, people don't change. If things are just a little bad, people don't change. But when your life is at rock bottom, change is a must. You don't have to wait for your life to be in ruins. You can just decide right now. Enough is enough. You can decide that this is your lowest moment. Look at all the disgusting, unacceptable parts of your life. Don't hide them. Bring them to the light and declare. You will change them all right now. If you're hiding them in the darkness where no one can see, you'll never change them. And if you never change them, you'll never experience your full potential. Bring them into the light. Take ownership of it. The disappointment of where it is and the declaration that it will change. You have to declare that this is going to happen. Don't declare it to others. Declare it to yourself. You have to insist it is going to happen. Get disgusted enough where you are right now so you force change. Think about the pain you will feel if you never change. Think about the difference you will make in the lives of those you love if you do change. Through your example, you can change them for the better. If you're not happy with a certain area of your life, change it. Do something about it. Nothing will change unless you do. Nothing will get better until you get better. You've got to say enough. It all changes, and it all changes now. I've had enough. The life I've been living is not good enough, and it's not going to change unless I change. It won't get better unless I get better. You've just got to say 
to come about unless you put your foot down. Change will not happen unless it is a must. And it's only going to become a must if you bring all the crap you don't like into the light. Then you can go about the business of planning for the life you must have. But it all starts with a decision. It all starts with the courage to make that decision. Declare it now. church let's just let's just clap come on let's just praise the lord let's just applaud right i mean wow now say this again enough is enough enough. don't you love chaos because when chaos is too much chaos we always say now that's enough right it's one of those phrases that you just have to like take authority over it Donna Summers, back in the days of the disco era, she stated a song that said, enough is enough, I can't go on no more. And what that song was all about was about a relationship that she finally saw was going nowhere. So she wrote this song, and she knew then that it was time for her to move on, so enough was enough. She said it was time to stop putting up with all of the heartache and all of the pain, All of the sorrow and all of the wrongdoing, all of the misdirection, all of the misinformation, it was time to say enough is enough. And if you're here today, and I want you to listen closely, because if you're here today, much like Donna Summer, there should come a time in our lives that we should see the devil for who he really is. The author of sin. The author of sin. We should see that his only purpose is to convince us to go against God's will. He is trying to bring us down and not let us get up. We need to get up and we need to shake the devil off. We need to get up and we need to shake the devil off. We need to keep moving. We need to know that, guess what? We can put him under our feet. We need to take a stand and tell him enough is enough. I'm drawing the line right here. This morning... In Matthew chapter 4, and if you have it in our text, not only was Jesus tired of the devil messing with him, but his children ought to be tired of him as well. The devil is always sticking his nose somewhere that he has no business. We should be tired of him stealing our joy. We should be tired of him taking things from us. And we should be tired of him trying to kill us as well killing our family, killing our friends, destroying the potential that you have within you, the gifting that's just ready to explode within you. Amen. Can I get an amen? Like I said, we're going to work on this this morning. I'm your greatest cheerleader because I know you have it within you to become better instead of staying bitter. Last week we talked about how do we free ourselves from anger? How do we become better Christians? We should have a a church that's exploding. People are standing everywhere because they need the message of hope, the hope of Jesus Christ. Have we stopped giving people that message? 
Have we told them that, you know what, it's all right. The enemy's going to come after you. And when he does, you know what, just let him drag you all over the place. It's a great little journey. No, get on your knees. Don't let the rug burns be from the devil dragging you around. Let the rug burns be from you being in prayer. Prayer changes everything. And so this morning, as we're here in this part of this passage, I love Matthew chapter 4. One of my greatest passages where I see Jesus actually just start to get involved and he starts to, to, to understand what humanity goes through, which was found in 1 John chapter 2, I believe, verse 6. I might be off. Let me just see. 1 John chapter 2, verse 6, where it says that we will be tempted. Yeah, it's verse 16. 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. We will be tempted much like anybody else. But we know God the Father is always there to help us, to pull us up. You know, we're, we're all on a journey. We all have our God stories. We all say things like, oh, listen what happened. Listen to my story. Listen to this God story. But here's where I think we miss those stories. Because we forget about the grace and mercy and provision of our Savior Jesus Christ. Where He shows up in the midst when temptation is so strong and we're falling and we're faltering, yet God comes in and he ushers in the Spirit and he helps us and delivers us because he's the way maker, the promise keeper, he's light in the darkness, he's our God. That's who he is. So let me read. Here in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus is tempted. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. To be tempted. Listen, it says right there that Jesus was led up. He was led, pulled up, listen, of the spirit in the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterwards, he was very hungry. And today you'll see that I'm not reading out of the New Living Translation. I'm reading out of the King James Version only because, as you can see, my Bible's full of my little notes that I might want to share with you today. So I'm going to share some of those things with you. But I love that when I looked here at 40 days and 40 nights, that's one month. How many days are in a month? 30, thank you. So we're over one month. Hungry, weak, yet tired. And then the scriptures continue to keep going. But I, I like that many of us, when we become weak spiritually, when we become weak physically, when we become weak financially, emotionally, mentally, that we become hungry, that temptation comes in, doesn't it? That we lose our sight, we lose our hope, we lose our purpose. When we get tired, we just don't have the energy to move on. Do I hear an amen? But what I love here in the word, that when we're hungry, we can put our concentration, our meditation, all on God. So in verse 3 it says, 
And then the tempter came to him. He said, if thou, or if you are the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Watch this. Satan memorized scripture, but he failed to obey it. Satan memorized scripture, but he failed to obey it. So now we have an enemy that's up against Jesus here. But in verse 4 it says, But answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. See, every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we realize here that the word of God is sufficient to sustain, to sanctify, to support us in our time of need or in our time of temptation. So, when you're being tempted, when you know that Satan is on your back, when you know that that angry little monster that is starting to rise up within you, I want you to realize that that's the enemy trying to make you lose your focus. And you must say, enough is enough. Say that with me. Enough is enough. We're going to practice this today because I am the cheerleader captain. And I wore pink just because I'm the cheerleader captain today. How's that for you? All right, I'm going to keep going. Then the devil, in verse 5, takes up into a holy city and sets him on a pinnacle of the temple. And said to him, if you are the son of God, cast yourself down, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in your hands they shall bear thee up, lest any time you dash your foot against a stone. Satan is always twisting words, right? So he's twisting what Psalms 91 has to say, verses 11 through 12. I won't go there, but he starts to twist the word. And yet, and yet, Jesus is so faithful and he knows his father. So he said, "Mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, you think you can, but you can't. Because you see, it says in verse 7, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt, thou shalt not test, you will not tempt the Lord thy God. You know what he said? Enough is enough. what he did he said i've had it i'm over it listen you know who i am i'm the son of the living god and you can't tempt me so he did it again and and watch how the scriptures unfold here which i i love it because jesus has really taught me how to get over temptation and when the enemy comes and when satan comes what it does to trip us up because we'll quit serving the lord Have you been there on your journey? Have you already been there where you said, I've had enough of this? I'm sick of churchy people. I'm sick of the government in the church. I'm sick, just sick of being sick. Because, you see, you started believing what the twisted deceptor and deceiver started telling you. And he started telling you that you weren't enough. So you gave up. Listen, favor is in your corner. You are the champion. You are the winner. You're not a... You're a victor. You're not a... 
You're a child of the Most High, and you have favor. See, that's God in your life. So Jesus, even in his weakness, in his temptation, he knew. Even in times when I have felt tired and people have called me in the church, they've said, Pastor, I'm exhausted. I said, well, let's do something together. Let's claim the holy word. And let's just say this. Get behind me, Satan. Because guess what? I'm putting my gloves on. I'm putting on Jesus saves. And I'm going to battle. That, that was just like right out of there. I, kinda, I need to write that down and put that in a message. Oh, I'm just kidding. And, uh, but but here's, what, here's what's happening. Now, I didn't even read part of the scripture, but I'm going to get to that part of the scripture. But I want you guys to see how this all starts to play out. So he says, you cannot and you will not tempt me, right? So, you know, Old Testament, you can also see that in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 16. Verse 8, it says, again, the devil takes him up into the exceeding high mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world and all the glory of them. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. And said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Woo! Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Praise the Lord Jesus. Woo! Yeah, I'm feeling it in my spirit. No, I'm not getting charismatic. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Think about this. The victory is there. You know, here's where, here's where you guys missed a part of the text. My wife's over there, spirit fingers. These are Jesus fingers, right? Here's where we've missed it. You've given up to temptation. You've surrendered to it. Here Jesus was in there over a month. You've let anger creep in. Oh, you've let jealousy creep in. You've let coveting creep in. You've let all these sins creep in and creep up to the point you've lost fellowship. And here's what took place. It said as soon as Jesus said, get thee hence. Now watch. Let's go to Mark chapter 1. Let's turn over Matthew, Mark, Mark chapter 1. And I'm going to show you what, what starts to take place in Mark 1. Mark chapter 1. I think, let's see. In verse 12 and 13. And immediately the Spirit drives him. The Spirit drove him into the wilderness. And he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted of Satan, and was with the wild beast. And the angels were there to minister to him. Okay? And, uh, and in the scriptures, it might even be in Luke. I don't know, I just wanted to say it. But in the scriptures, it also references, it might be Luke chapter 4, which is the correlating gospel. Sorry, I mean, I'm just uh, trying to get you to where I'm going here. Luke chapter 4. Aha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there it is. 
Yes. All right. Glory. Woo. I'm seeing the word come to life. Do I hear an amen up in there? Okay. All right. So in Luke chapter 4, I knew the Gospels had it, but here's what, here's what it says. In Matthew, it says, get hence. In Mark, it says, go. But then it says in verse 4 of, Mark, of Luke chapter 4, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. But watch this. So temptation comes. It says in verse 5 and 6 that the devil said unto him, all this power I will give you. I will give you all these things. And in verse 8, it says, and Jesus answered and said unto him, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and only him shalt thou serve and he said enough is enough enough is enough get behind me because woo, you have no clue where i'm going i'm going on the side where the victor's at i'm going on the side where the champion's at i'm on the winning team get behind me satan so when you look at the scripture you have to back up back in matthew chapter 3 Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. And Jesus, when he was baptized, it says he went straightway up out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting him up. So watch what happened. And in Matthew chapter 3, then the next verse says, And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved, beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. After that, Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. He was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to be tempted of the tempter. After he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus was hungry and tired. This is when the devil likes to step in after you have fasted, after you've had no food, after you've prayed and you've not slept. And then he wants to change your ways. When you seem to be at your weakest, that's when the devil really gets busy. But church, enough is enough. In order for us to be able to say enough is enough, we must be prepared. We must be prepared. In 1 Corinthians 2.9 it says, But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Satan always will try to get you to do something other than what you're supposed to be doing. He told Jesus to command the stones to be made bread so he could feed himself. However, Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. The devil will tell you to stop trusting God. And God said to put all your trust in the Lord and lean not into your own understandings. It's time to tell the devil, enough is enough. Enough is enough. I have people that will write me. They'll call me. Preacher, this is what I'm going through. Preacher, I need help. No, I, well, I've got a spiritual prescription for you. And it's real simple. It's a little lengthy. It's called the Bible. So here's what I want you to do. I'm going to prescribe it to you every day for the next year and let's see if things start to change in your life see we have to first of all come to the realization that my life was full of junk that my life was full of 
He said it from the pulpit. Don't leave the church because I said it. But because sin stinks, I figured I'd just add that little adverb in there. First of all, we have to say, watch where the enemy's at. Enough's enough. Second of all, we must be patient. We must be patient. And in Romans 15, it says, For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. Now may the God of patience and may the God of comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus. You see, when God is ready to promote you, the devil always wants you to promote yourself. So here's what happened. The devil took Jesus up into a holy city, and he tells him in the scriptures to cast himself down because God won't let anything happen to him. And then the devil even quoted a little scripture, and he said, Hey, listen, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in your hands you shall bear thee up, lest any time you dash your foot against a stone. However, Jesus said, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. When God tells you that you are going to be a great singer, a great deacon, a great pastor, a great servant, that doesn't mean for you to go out and try to make the way plain for yourself so people can say, oh, look at him. Look at him with his bad self. Look how awesome he is. Look at her. You know, she, she knows she can sing. No, God is saying enough is enough. We must realize that whatever gift we have, God gave them to us. Whatever gift we have, God gave them to us. You know, Satan's always, always trying to distract us. And he takes him up on this great, big, huge pillar and says, Oh, let me show you something. You can have all these things. Look, you can have it all. Just bow your knee to me. How many of us have been betwixt? That's the King James Version word. How many of you have been between two places in your life where you've had to make a decision for righteousness, you've had to make a decision for the right standing in life, but you just keep and continue to keep choosing to go back? See, you were betwixt. You were caught between two places. You were at a place... You were at a place where Satan came in and he got a hold of you. And he said, listen, I want you to covet. I want you to see all these things. I want you to embrace it. Man, do you smell it, taste it, feel it? Ooh, doesn't that just, isn't that wonderful? It's so gratifying for a moment. And then when you're down from your high then you suffer the consequences of sin. See, that's where the deceptor comes in, and he doesn't want us to know that. He wants us to think and to believe that we're better than that. We've got everything under control. Hey, hold up here. My sobriety has been a month and a half. My sobriety has been a year and a half. My sobriety has been five years. My sobriety has been 15 years. Oh, but just remember, he's keeping record of everything you've gone through. Don't get too puffed up that you think the enemy has forgotten who you are. Because he's always there. People have said to me, hey, preacher. I'm like, yes. What, what is it? 
Man, we've had 20 people come out of the baptism. I haven't seen 15 of them in the last year. I said, well, do I need to remind you of a great story that's found in the Gospels in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John where Jesus was tempted right after he was baptized? See, that's where temptation comes. That's where we have to be very, very careful. So we've got to be patient. The third thing we need to say, and the last thing, enough is enough, we must be prayed up. We must be prayed up. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God. Again, we hear or we see and hear the devil takes Jesus up into even a higher mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory thereof. Then the devil tells Jesus, All these things will I give thee if you fall down and worship me. Once again, it is just like the devil to show you something that is already yours. He tries to give Jesus something that was already his. That's what he's been doing to you. He tells you that you're never going to get well. You're going to stay sick the rest of your life. And you believe that stuff. He tells you that you will never be anything other than what you are. You will never be able to do any better. However, God said enough is enough. And he went to Calvary for us. Look what Jesus told Satan. Look what Jesus told the enemy. He rebukes him. And he says, enough's enough. He said, get thee hence, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. For it is written, thou shalt worship. Thou shalt serve. Thou shalt praise the living God. And only him shalt thou serve. So church, I've just come here to tell you this morning. And to let you know that the devil has no power over you. The only power he has is what you give him. You understand that? The devil has no power over you. The only power he has is what you give to him, what you allow him in your life. That's why you've got to stay prayed up. Because when he comes at us, and he comes to us like a roaring lion seeking about whom he may devour, we could tell him, oh, hold on just a minute. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When Satan whispers that you're not going to make it, tell him the Bible said, Blessed is him that walks, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners. Tell him enough is enough. The Bible says that I am more than a conqueror. I am the head and not the tail. Tell him he has made you the lender and not the borrower. Tell him enough is enough. And as I close this morning, and I could probably keep preaching for the next 15 minutes, but I won't do that. If you've had enough, don't put up with his stuff. If you've had enough, don't put up with his stuff. Just tell him to get out. There's nothing to talk about. Tell him to get behind you. There's nothing to focus on. Leave where you're at. Change directions. Show him out. Look him in the eyes and simply shout, enough is enough. Walk him to the door and give him a good heart. Boot right out the door. Amen. Tell him enough is enough. When he tries to get you to lie and still tell him enough is enough. When he tries to get you to talk about each other, tell him, listen, enough is enough. When he wants you to say that there is no God, tell him, hold on. Enough is enough. Get behind me, Satan. I'm here to worship the Lord thy God. And when he tries to accuse you and remind you of all the wrongs that you've done, remind him that enough is enough. Tell him that Jesus paid it all and to all. 
to him we owe. Tell him that God sent his son and his son gives us life. Tell him that Jesus gave his life out on Calvary. Tell him that he was buried in a borrowed tomb and early one Sunday morning, Jesus got up with all power in his hands so that we could say, glory, we serve a a resurrected Savior because enough is enough. See, we serve an almighty God. But are you in a place right now where you can say enough is enough? I want to serve the Lord. I'm going to be there when the church doors open. I'm going to participate. I'm going to do all I can to further the kingdom of God. Not just the church, but the kingdom. We've missed it, church. We've bowed the knee to the deceptor, the one who continues to keep America right now afraid, fearful, afraid to move forward because of the consequences of our actions. What's somebody going to say? I can't go to church because he doesn't have a mask on. Oh, okay. Wow. You go to a store. Oh, no. I'm, I'm winding down. This ain't good. You go to a store and there's a plexiglass, another piece of plexiglass, another piece of plexiglass, and a mask and a plastic shield and a body armor. And, and I'm standing 17 feet away. And I go to give them my credit card to pay for something. And they slowly you know, push this thing with a cane clear across the counter. Can you put it in there for me, please? I put my credit card in there and they yank it back. Grab your credit card. Grab your receipt. Well, what happens next week when somebody says everything's lifted? Oh, no. Oh, watch the correlation. Just because Jesus rose from the grave didn't mean that Satan was not still there as the deceptor. He's always going to be there. And just because he rose from the grave, guess what? Satan came out with his army, with his demons, to make sure that we wouldn't move further for the kingdom of heaven. And so now he's got us all believing the lies of this world. I'm not saying that sickness isn't here. And I've said this probably 15 times believe whatever you want to believe but i know this the bible says it's appointed unto man once to die and i know there's an appointment for me and today i stand here speaking truth into your life quit running in fear run in victory quit being afraid know that our god is greater more powerful he's the everlasting god He is higher and more powerful than anything, and I'm here to acknowledge his name. And whoever's listening, if you don't like it, then shut down your computer, your iPhone. There. Because enough's enough. I've had more people tell me, hey, preacher, don't you preach about this, and nope, you vote for that, don't do this. Guess what? I'm going to do what I think I'm going to do, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stand on the side of truth. People have said, oh, be careful what you say because everybody's watching and listening and hearing. Well, guess what? I just read in the scripture that Jesus said for all of the the wicked things that we have heard to tell Satan to get behind me. And I'm tired of hearing people try to tell me and control me from their living room couch. Enough's enough. I'm over it. I'm sick of it. Thank you. So in in closing, listen, church. I don't know what you came here to church to do. I don't know why you're here, but I came to give God some praise. I came to cheer cheer you on. I came to dance. I came to shout. I came to lift up my hands and give Him the highest praise. I came to shout glory. 
I came to shout hallelujah. And I came to shout enough is enough is enough. Go. Get out of here. So church, let's rise to our feet. And let's shout it together. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Do you believe that? So there you go. I know this was a little hyped up message. And I'm not always like this. Well, maybe I am. But I have lived a life where I have been dictated, delegated, degradated, desiccated. I don't know what other words I have out there. I just thought I'd throw that in there. But I want to live a life of victory. And I know that when Jesus, now watch this. Here's the rest of the story, the conclusion. And I almost forgot it. Okay, Jesus, right after that, read it in the Word. He went out and he ministered. He healed. He cast out demons because he had the power of Almighty God on him. Amen. Woo! Man, I feel like a little Baptocostal's coming out of me or something. Anyhow, I'm just kidding. I, I'm telling you, I love the story of Jesus. I, I, man, I cannot wait to meet him face to face. I can't wait to, to just be in the presence of Almighty God. Woo, this world has nothing on Jesus. I'm just so thankful that we have victory, victory in the name of Jesus, that he's our cornerstone and we can stand in him alone, that he is our provider. Man, he's... He's our healer. He is our way maker. And church today, if you've been struggling, maybe, maybe the sin of anger, maybe the sin of defeat, maybe the sin of deception, maybe the sin of lies, maybe your tongue has been getting out of control, maybe some things that you've been going through and you thought, I'm going to give up. Well, guess what? You just remember at the end of the finish line, your pastor's down there going, you can do it. You can do it. You come on. Let's go. I'm cheering you on because I'm prayed up for you, church. Amen. Don't give up on yourself because God is greater than that. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we love you and we thank you that today we can talk about your holiness. We can talk about sin for what it is and, and the chaos that's going on. And I could probably preach for another hour. But God, I realize that your word has to, has to saturate. And so God, today, don't let my, my antics or what I had to say saturate let your word saturate god i want our people to to run and to thrive and to live and to know that they were enough because christ is enough and that we can stop and say you know what satan you have brought anxiety you've made me afraid lord today i'm going to pull down that stronghold of fear of anxiety lord of all those things that keep me from doing what i need to do for the kingdom Keep me from doing what I need to do for our Savior. So, God, today I am going to lay it at the altar. I'm going to lay it at the foot of the cross. And I'm going to walk away. And I'm going to wipe off the dirt from my shoes and from my hands and say, Get behind me, you thief, you liar, you enemy of my Savior. For today I will stand in victory. For I shall worship my God and my Savior in Him alone. Bless your people. Bless your church. In Jesus' name.